Our last adventure ended with our exhausted heroes plotting a prison break with their old buddy, mine operator, Ricky Rockbottom. Though he may be a bit of a hillbilly, Ricky runs a highly efficient mining operation, sitting on top of an extremely valuable resource. The raw materials needed to create weapons which can stand against the power of the sun. One more thing to remember about Ricky Rockbottom. While he loves his workers, he has a seething hatred for the government. Episode 9, A Quiet Prison. Our episode starts with Ricky describing his intelligence on the prison. This prison it was made by the, uh, the Sun Elves themselves, built recently. There are about 15 cells. Some of those cells are multi-person cells. I have no idea where the boys are. Now, my engineers tell me there's nothing backing up to the prison from this side. I find a nearest cellar. Uh, and uh, we'll see how, how I'll get an engineer on the job seat. Tell me how long they can dig through that. Remember, we got sand warping magic. We ain't gonna be digging. We gonna be walking through the sand very quickly. Well, we we can work on it pretty quick. Bigger, faster than you can dig. After agreeing to Ricky's plan, the team hurries to a cellar near the prison where they meet up with some of Ricky's sand dwarves. As they warp through the wall, you have to walk through. Uh, an, uh, an opening in the sand, like a parting of the seas. They part the sand in front of you, and you're just able to walk through as they kind of envelope you in this, like, floating bubble. Uh-huh. Um, you move your way through, and suddenly they sort of bump into something, and you see that it is a, uh, a sandstone made of a slightly different color. And they try to push through, and, they, and they're re- rebuffed, and they try to push through, and they're rebuffed. The, the dwarf that came with you pulls out a pick and slams it against the... Very stealthily, I hope. Not very stealthily. Um, and it slams against the wall and sort of clangs a little bit and makes a little bit of a dent, and he sort of curses and he sort of slams it again and I it makes another over, dent. I lean over to, to his friend and I say, he knows we're sneaking in here, right? No, I put my hand on the shoulder and be like, hold up, hold up. They, they've warded this against our magic. We must we must fight our way through the old-fashioned way. And, and he makes a, nut, a much larger dent his third time, and again it clangs off of the thing, but now there's like a, a crack and a splintering as there's a hole. Okay. And I'm like, hold on, let me try something. Maybe this will be a little bit stealthy. I try to, like, wedge my uh, crowbar in there. Mm-hmm. Argyle, bro- grab the rocks. All right, so you were able to knock a big chunk out of it, and Argyle is, like, surprised and drops it on his foot. Uh, and it makes a loud, clattering sound. And you find yourself in a cell. Uh, you see off to your left, there is a bunch of full cells of prisoners, and they are all looking at you. Off to your right, there are two sort of isolated, separated prisoners. The ones on the right are wearing... Uh, like a straight jacket. Also watching you is a giant hound. A double door behind him, which was chained and locked closed, begins to the chain begins to be ripped off. With stealth out the window, Kadim and Lloyd Argyle take a louder approach. Okay, you you kick it and it slangs with a horrible clang against its its lock. You see it bend a little, and Argyle steps through and kicks it again, breaking it open. I think what we need to do is kill the dog. Keep the door shut, and then Mumu can pick the locks on these things so we can actually get them all out. As Kadim rushes to secure the door and prevent a wave of guards from flooding into the room, he is attacked by a hellhound, chest full of fire. Uh, 18 damage as he bites you, and it singes you badly as his, his whole chest just spews fire for you. Uh, as you as you get to the doors, you see on the other side of the doors, Kadim, mm-hmm. there are two elite Dwargar who are opening the doors. Right. There are three other Dwargar holding crossbows, uh, sort of lighter uh, crossbows. Yeah. And two paladins emerging from doors off to your left. All right. Yeah. No. Like I said, I'm 
grabbing that door and I'm shutting it. I'm holding it shut. Eager to spend less time here, the group begins desperately searching for the keys to the cells. You can hold a perception check. Um, you see the you see there are paladins out there, but yes. no keys. They are wearing keys, okay. big key rings. You also see that one of the uh, Dwargar just on the other side of the door that Kadim and Argyle are holding close also has a smaller ring of keys. Oh, but the door is completely closed. Yes, at this point, but it's like a it's like a gate door. It's like uh, made of bars. What? Oh, could I run up and grab the keys through the bars? You could try, Miss. So, uh, you, you grab for the keys. Do you want to get a hold of him? You get a hold of, like, his belt next to them. As he sort of, like, turns a little bit, you grab his belt. Desperate to avoid a battle with a vastly superior foe, can even Argyle struggle to hold the door closed? Natural 20, so that's a 29. And he rolls a, he rolls a 19. A 1 and a 5. Yes! Alright, so they are immediately trying to, they, they take hold, and you see they, they brace themselves to open the door. Argyle's got his feet braced, and, and he smiles at you as they just, like, lose their grip on the door. One of them falls over backwards a little bit, and stumbles backwards. And <laughs> not the one I've got my no, hand on his no, keys. No, not that one. <laughs> can I... With such an awesome close, so I'm going to pull him in yeah. close, so he can't get away, and yeah, you can just take right, him it's off. a grapple check. Did you try to grapple? Yeah. 28. 10. You get him around the neck. Oh. Like, you're way taller than him, and you get him, like, you get your, you get him right in the elbow chokehold. I'll just, just lick him up against the, the, the bars there, and he's like basically serving as a dwarven shield against all of the arrow uh, knots behind him. While her friends struggle at the door, Mumu and Varian are opening cages and freeing prisoners. Ah, I rolled a 17 plus 8, 25. Nice. All right, the first lock, you slip it open. You see he's uh, he's chained to the wall and in a straitjacket. He cannot probably stand up on his own. Chain to the wall in a straitjacket. That means I can just cut through the straitjacket and remove the chains at the same time. Yes, as you go back and examine it, you do see that it, the straitjacket itself seems to have an attachment. You could probably cut it out of the uh, jacket. I'm doing that but that's... immediately. As Mumu moves to the cell of the second engineer, she makes a surprising discovery. As you're looking at this, uh, so the lock slides open again, you've got these. Um, as you look at this guy... You see, that's not a sand dwarf. That's a deep earth dwarf. Oh, cool. Ooh. I'm like, hey, we're here to save you. Can you help save us? Oh, well, get me out of here, brother. Oh, I'm going to get you out of here. And you can, you may call me sister. Can even Argyle at the door, holding off the waves of guards, Mumu unlocking cages. Jennifer decides to take the hellhound one-on-one. Faint at the dog, getting its attention. Uh, as you dance around it, it watches you. It's just locked on you, and you can tell it's, it's definitely going to try to bite you. Mm. I don't know if this is a good idea, but it's there it is. It's the best idea we got. <laughs> Get up. I'm, I'm going to make a grab for the keys. Ooh, that's bullshit. 14. 10. Nice! Wow! Nice. Okay, so I've got the keys as a bonus All right, action. so he grabs onto the keys, but you sort of, like, twist his hand, and he slips out of his hand, and you pull the keys back through. Can I? A 15? Yeah, hey. you're able to lock the door and get the key back inside, away from them. Can I break the key off in the lock? Ooh. Strength check. Oh, that's garbage. It's a six. No, you don't do that, and you're not able to pull it out either because you're trying to break it in there, and it's just, like, it's too hard. So the paladins slip past these archers up to the wall, and both of them take a stab at Argyle. No, Lloyd. Argyle gets uh, a spear, slams through the uh, gate, uh, making contact and poking through his uh, leather armor uh, as a blast of sunlight radiates into his chest, and he sort of grunts and says, I'll kill you all. Even though it seems Jennifer has it under control, Kareem comes over and finishes off the hound. Alright, so you you whack him twice. Nice hits. 
he sort of staggers, but now he's just fixated on you. He's going he's going after you for sure. I got him distracted, guys. Good deal. Okay. Okay, basically, I just cut into his side and then bring the other one right down between his uh, shoulder blades, severing his spinal cord. He falls and crumples on the ground. Yep. After his heroics in defeating the hound, Kareem stumbles in attempting to use the body as a shield. Ah, oh, critical mm. fail! So I guess I stumble down and, and they drop the, drop the hound as you uh, like roll onto the ground beneath there. Argyle looks back at you, he's like, what? Around you, Kadeem and Argyle, uh, you guys are right next to each other. You're on the ground, Argyle's sort of standing over you. All of a sudden there is a pillar uh, all around you and on top of you of swirling, searing sun. You need a deck save. 14? Yeah, for both you and Argyle as, the, as you get caught in a searing cylinder of sunlight. With the battle already beginning to turn against our heroes, the warden arrives. Very well-dressed gnome in a sort of a red cloak with like a very regal bearing steps forward. A female gnome with a tight bun on the top of her head. She holds a wand and she casts fireball. So a huge ball of fire explodes in the hallway, encompassing half of the cell on each side. Uh, barely avoid... No, Jennifer, you sort of... Uh, you, you you hold your shield up and hold it off, um, but both Argyle and Kadeem are, are burned down and they collapse. They are both bleeding out. Cursed with mummy rot, Kadeem cannot be raised. But Jennifer is able to heal Argyle, who reaches into his bag and pulls out an old relic given to him by his wizard ancestors. Blast a raucous lightning bolt down the hallway, frying the, the uh, Dwargar in front of him, the paladin behind that Dwargar, and the, the gnome, and the paladin who's guarding the gnome behind there, all down this long, narrow hallway. You ain't bit the old wizards yet, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's back into repping the old wizards again. <laughs> For Rizzle. The warden has had enough of this, and moves to change the battlefield. Okay, so she runs up here, past the, past the, touches the door. As she does... The uh, lock pops open and the doors slam open completely. Um, and she does like a finger gash for all, uh, all of her people to run past and kill you all. You saw that. Remember, that shoot that fucking gnome. 27 damage to that little bitch. Your arrow slams into the little gnome as she's standing right there by the gate. She staggers against the wall and seems uh, very confused for a second, but blinks her eyes. She's still up, but like badly damaged. As the cages are opened one by one, they find the wizard that Ricky told them about. Okay, so the, the, those two prisoners that you just opened from the larger cage immediately rush past you. One of them is a little gnome sort of on her little uh, little feet, uh, and the other one is a sand dwarf who's sort of dragging her along by the hand. Tired of being fireballed by the warden, the Lord's Tailor focuses their attacks on the gnomish warden. As that arrow hits the gnome in the throat, dropping it to the ground, just sinks against the wall and just sort of sags down the wall. Not very far because it's only two and a half feet tall. With the door open, our heroes are about to be overrun, and Argyle makes one last attempt to get it closed. So they both roll natural 20s, and Argyle critical fails his attempt to close the door. As Argyle steps forward to close the door, they pop the door out of his hands, sending him sprawling backwards. He trips over Kadeem's downed body, falls into the fire, and takes 3d6 damage uh, in embarrassing fashion, and the doors are still open, and the Dwargar run in. Uh, so he hacks into Argyle with his axe. Um, Argyle's on the ground going, Fuck! Uh, as he's burning and getting axed while on the ground. Terrified of the wizard, Mumu shoots her again. 
the gnome is barely clinging on as another crossbow bolt slams him against slams her against the, the wall there. Um, and she again looks like staggered. Unable to heal, Kadima's on death's door. Death save, which I fail. Oh, this is bad, guys. So you two, two down. Yeah, that's two failures. Very invites the bullet in a desperate attempt to save Kadim. He will run through the spell and slap a good berry back. Kadim is stabilized. All right. So he's at zero failed death saves is the important part yes. of this. Yes. Back to zero death saves. Yeah. He is so so Argyle slashes down this first warrior in the row. Moves up here. Either they have to move through the fire or through him. Jennifer, the gnome points at you and says, stop those prisoners. Roll of wisdom, save. And you are like, fuck you, no. <laughs> you mean free those prisoners? <laughs> you mean yes. get them out of here faster? Got it. <laughs> Though the paladins keep healing each other, Jennifer takes another one down. 15 damage! <laughs> exactly what we needed! Holy shit! Oh boy, boom! Goes to the ground. As, you, as Jennifer just caps him with a with a one hand with the, with the light crossbow. Varian continues. His life or death struggle to rescue Kadim from inside a cylinder of searing flame. Varian's gonna drag you out of there. So I have. So I'm gonna take an instant fail on yes, a death you're, save. You're, you're at one failed death save and bleeding out as you burn through. Also, Varian's gonna do a. And first, he's gonna do an athletic check to see how far he can get. Not very far. So he also fails to save. Tired of getting embarrassed, Argyle is determined to be a hero. You drag Kadim. I'll keep them. I'll keep them one step behind us. Yeah. And, he, and he moves to block the entire hallway. Alright, and he attacks the Dwargar. Huh? He attacks the Dwargar three times. So Argyle takes down another elite Dwargar. Well, ma'am! The gnome gets back, uh, starts breathing again, looks back at the paladin with a freaking huge, gnarly frown on her face. She's not liking the situation. Who's next? 20 damage. Down again. Down goes the gnome. And, and this gnome is so full of arrows at this point, and she's pinned to the wall. Right. So full of Pin anger. cushion. <laughs> Pin gnome cushion. Always eager. To kill the leader of his enemy, Argyle strikes again. So he, he throws two daggers into the downed gnome as he positions himself between the entire group and you, Jennifer, in a yes. heroic way. Oh yeah, okay, you're out of initiative. You guys are running down the tunnel. It's really only it's really only like a three-minute run. Yeah. Uh, and you find yourself back in the cellar. And as soon as you're all back in, you see the sandworks like there. Uh, uh, what should we do? What should we do? I already kissed the card. You already kissed the card. You've already got, the, you already got them in your ear. Are you ready? We're all ready together. We're running fast. Sandwars immediately start sealing the tunnel about 10 feet in, uh-huh. all the way out to you guys. And then get out of there, and, guys. But then, well, of course, they're sealing it on themselves into the room with you. Uh, meanwhile, you guys see a portal begin to open in the middle of the room. The portal takes a little bit of time to open, <coughs> and you hear the, the sand on the other side. They're beginning to dig through it furiously. So the portal opens in the middle of this cellar. Everybody's standing around, all these frightened prisoners. Now, you know this portal isn't going to open long. So we shuffle right, them all guys, through there and we get in. Except they shout at, one of you shouts at, yeah, they've got sand dwarves and diggers on the other side. We're barely holding them off. They'll be here soon. So we get the, we get the first half through. Okay. First half through. You guys see uh, picks <clears throat> coming through the wall uh, by the time the first portal closes and about eight of the people are gone. Argyle, you got something else in that bag of tricks you want to throw our way? <laughs> Argyle smiles at you. He takes a, um, from his pouch on his, ba- on his bag, he takes out a little ball. It looks like a little metal sort of screw-together ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sort of unscrews it just a notch, mm-hmm. no, nods for the sand morph to move out of the way, and as they burst through the wall, he tosses right over the head of the first one, this little ball, and it lands in the tunnel behind the first one. Get out of there! And we slow-mo run. Okay, as the portal opens again, 
Get to the chopper now! (laughs) There is a huge explosion Uh of fire. Everyone needs a dex save as you try to leap through the portal. Oh, critical fail. (laughs) For the saving throw. For the saving throw. Mumu critical failed her saving throw, attempting to jump through the portal. The Dwargar that were on ground zero critical hit their saving throw. One of them bursts through the wall, and as you try to run through the portal, he tackles you to the ground. Oh, I'm going to give Argyle an acrobatics check to try to grab you and pull you through. You're going to rely on your buddy Argyle. He reaches down, Mumu, wraps his hand around your little waist, and just pulls you through with one little uh, rip-through move as he jumps through the portal. You find yourself in the spiraling room of the, the lair of the Coven of Three Seas. I never thought I would be so happy to see your lovely faces. The hags smile at you. One of them does, smiles at you and points with a long, pointy finger and says, Welcome back, Jennifer. <laughs> the payment, as promised, milady. Um, she takes it, sort of weighs it a little, looks at the others. They, they seem pretty happy. Okay. So we just gave her 100k in platinum, or yeah. equivalent in powder. Yeah. To dial to Argyle Bridge? Yes. Okay, give him the runes. I give him the runes. Okay, Argyle takes him out. He says, uh, he seems a little hesitant. He's like, uh, they're fey. We have to give them to this so they can cast their spell. Otherwise, we can't go. Mom told me not to trust fey. These wonderful ladies winks at the hags. They would never betray us. They know how valuable we are. Moo returns to the hags and hands them more gems worth 50 GP apiece and... A sun elf paladin ear tattoo. So she looks at that. She says, what do you bring me, ancient one? You re- you trying to get us killed? Your weird fey rituals that enjoy exotic ingredients. What can we do for you? She takes them all, including the ear. Uh, you can keep your mouth shut. That's all I'm asking. Trust us, silver one. We would never dare cross your kind. After being shuttled into the hag's guest room, Argyle takes this moment to tell everyone why he's doing this. Argyle, as soon as the like uh, the moment comes and you guys are talking over there, Argyle turns and like addresses a sort of crowded group here in the room. And he says, These sun elves, they hunt us no matter what we do. But it's time for us to fight back. And he looks over at you, Jennifer. He says, With friends like these, and he points at like Jennifer, and, and all of our strong allies here. In the Doves of Honor. In the service of the Argyle House. It, the Argyle House that we loved and support, the Doves of Honor, which are us, clearly freed you of our own accord. Service of the Argyle House comes with enormous benefits, like a bunker full of weapons, no chance for scrying, more food than you can eat, freshly grown every day by druids, and the best striking point you could ask for on Salmore. No, no, no. The Argyle Manor is a beautiful outfit, and the only way you guys are going to truly enjoy a a protected and strong life against the Sun Elves. The Doves of Honor were merely the instrument that freed you and saved your lives. We will continue to free people and bring them to Argyle Manor, which is a beautiful, powerful place. But I just think credit should be given where credit is due, Mr. Argyle, after we've saved you twice now, I believe. This opportunity will only present itself once. I will follow his speech. Oh, look, Mumu's not a persuasive person, but they all know that she's the one who unlocked their cells, so they should fucking listen. This is the opportunity to fight back. There is no other opportunity in this part of the world. 
We are actively seeking allies such as yourselves. There are many ways that can be helped. There are opportunities to develop weapons and magic to fight against the tyranny. You are all potential allies. If you betray us, you will die. I say Mumu is right, and we need to join forces, Mr. Argyle, and not worry about whose banner we're under. Because as you know, we're all doves of honor. I don't know why you decided to bring up your banner. but Because be I am aside. recruiting for the house that I am rebuilding. The, the wizard sort of steps forward, the little uh, female gnome. She steps forward, she's wearing her little half shorts that are kind of cut off, and like her, her, her sort of loose shirt, and she's tiny, tiny, like two and a half feet. And she sort of squeaks up at you, and she says, Um, excuse me, um, what are we talking about here? I feel like, uh, this difference is without a distinction, and we really need to just, uh, focus on the big picture here. Like, we're in a coven of sea hags, and we're all gonna die. Argyle says, It is important to me that everyone be clear that I, well, I am recruiting for my army, not for the Doves of Honor, who have always screwed me at every opportunity. That's fair. That's fair. The wizard breaks this ridiculous impasse. I join both. And Argyle sort of nods. He seems okay with that. Okay. Thank God. Um, the, uh, Jennifer is happy with and this, the whole, too. And the, whole, and the whole group like sort of nods. I, I'll join yeah. you. Yeah! We'll live it. But we, we get to stay at Argyle's, right? One of of course! Masters. Yes! <laughs> Argyle's like, of course, you've joined the host. You are welcome here. Our heroes may have solved the minor issue of under what banner they will fight, but they have yet to solve a far more pressing issue. That of the curse that drains the life away from Mumu and Kadeem. Join us next time to find out if they break the curse and where do we go from here.